Yo, what's up, everybody? It's time for the In Off the Bench podcast. I am Daniel Ball, and I'm joined as always by my co host. My partner in crime, my brother from another mother, Jim Cross. And Jim, tonight's a good one. It's episode 22 titled Desert Goddess, because in a few minutes, we're talking to UCLA gymnast best, Shay Campbell. But before Shay joins us, man, we got some news on deck, on store. We got a YouTube channel. What's up with that, man? Yeah, created it today, releasing some content. You know, we obviously are an audio podcast, but gave some little snippets, some one, two-minute clips of each guest, letting them see their face, that personality shine. And, uh, you know, we also got our hype videos that our man Micah's been making on there. We also got the website tuned up. So uh, we try to get, you know, technologically advanced, Daniel. We're, we're, we're moving in the right direction we're getting ready to end season four on wednesday we're moving into season five a a, a new season a new view a new us a new look in off the bench podcast is going to be doing big things and speaking of big things jim let's get right to the biggest interview in podcasting this week we got on ucla gymnast shay campbell All right, Shay, how are we doing tonight? I'm very good. How are you guys? Oh, we are doing great. We are blessed. We are honored to have you on the show. And before we get started, I wanted to do a little icebreaker question that I need help with. So this Saturday, I'm taking my family down to Baton Rouge, and we're going to see our first college gymnastics meet. We're going to watch Kai and Alana go against Auburn, you know, down there in the PMAC and I first want to know what kind of environment should I expect? Like, you know, as far as, I mean, is it going to be just electrical? Like, is it going to be off the chain? And then I watch on TV all the time, but what event in person is just completely different than what I would see on TV? What is the one, one event that I really need to focus in on? Well, especially cause you were going down to Baton Rouge and um, watching the LSU meet. I, expect it to be very electric and a lot of fun um personally I don't there's nothing like actually watching a gymnastics meet in person um just having the crowd in it and LSU does a great job of you know engaging audiences so I think that's going to be a blast and then I think that the most exciting event is probably going to be floor because I think over the broadcast you can't really hear the music as well and it's not as engaging whereas when you're in person it's very clear and um, I think that seeing the personality of each gymnast come out in person is something like you've never seen before. Yeah and I think one of the cool parts I, I know I'll see on floor because you can see kind of bits and pieces of it is when you're doing your routine and the other teammates are doing the routine with you off to the side 
And that's just something that's just really cool to see your teammates get down and do the routine with you. It shows their love. It shows they take the time to learn it with you and everything. And so I think that's another aspect that you probably can't see as well on TV. For me on TV, the one that gets me, I love vault. And so um, I know it's quick and it's not, it doesn't have all the, you know, what floor has it, a lot more work into it, but like, I don't know, maybe it's cause I'm just that guy with the adrenaline. So running full speed and just hitting it hard. Like that's the one that always gets me. Absolutely. And Haley Bryant at LSU is amazing at that event. And it's like jaw dropping how well she is, like how high she gets on vault. So that should well, be exciting. I'm excited. I'll be honest. I think it's because Jim's attention span's not very long. So like he needs like <laughs> the quickest event possible. Um, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I think the floor routine is something spectacular. It's so many passes, so many different components. And, and to be honest, like the level of difficulty and the, the amount of times there is for minor mistakes that add up to big things there's just a lot in that time frame and it blows my mind people that get tens on floor it's just like oh my god um you know it just seems like you guys are doing out of this world things like I, things that you know normal people like myself and jim like we, we can't even fathom doing and you guys are like superheroes out there so it's really i can't cool. cut a cartwheel bro i <laughs> I could barely do a, a little forward roll. I mean, I'm worried. I'm worried about getting up off the ground, not getting, you know, jumping off the ground. So, um, you know, with that, you know, we're going to talk a lot about the gymnastics, but I want to go back. I want to, you know, get, get the real story. Um, you growing up, talk to us. So the listeners have been pumped to have you on, you know, they've been asking a lot of questions about your backstory just to get to know you, but where are you from? Where did you grow up? And what was family life like? You have brothers, sisters. What what was the case going on in the house? Um, yeah, so I was born in Texas, born and raised. Um, I was born in Arlington, and then I kind of did a lot of my growing up in Carrollton, Texas. Um, I'm an only child, which as honestly, like I kind of enjoyed that life a little bit. And I was raised by a single mother who is amazing and um she is literally super woman in my eyes and like us together we've been through a lot and I I'm just you know inspired by her and she's helped me a lot throughout my life what is what does it mean you know coming from a, a, a single parent you know household being an only child was there pressure to to do well or was it more inspiration that you had to do well I looked at it as inspiration um as I gotten as I got older and watching how hard she worked and especially when I told her that I wanted to be a gymnast um that is gymnastics is a very expensive sport um and to see her, she never complained once. She was willing to help me achieve my dreams. And um, I was just very inspired by just how hard she would work. She had a full-time job. She did everything she can to for my practices and school and um, everything in between. And yeah, she's really amazing. It's, uh, it's 
it's true what they say and it's crazy because as a kid you don't want to believe this but you your parents they, they'll tell you well you won't appreciate this now until you get older or you won't understand until you get older and then when you get older you take a step back and you reflect and it sounds like that's what you've done it's like man like they put themselves out there for me like that's pretty incredible um so with that you know we always we always like to get the inspiration and the backstory. It seems like mom is is, is a guiding force in in that. Um, but as far as athlete was was she an athlete? Did she push you to do athletics, or was it just something you did to you know see how it was, and you ended up being good at it, so you kept pursuing it? Um, yeah. So my mom actually was an athlete. She ran track in high school and for a little bit I think she wanted me to kind of follow in her footsteps um but I am not an outdoor kind of girl um <laughs> I definitely like to be inside and I express that so um my mom put me in acting for a little bit and I absolutely loved it um it was one of those things where I could have I could have seen myself kind of you know go a little further than that but um I was also put in gymnastics and we came to kind of a crossroad where we couldn't do both. Um, both are very expensive and time consuming. So I just had to pick one and I ended up obviously choosing gymnastics. Um, and so that's just kind of where I was, that's the kind of the start of my full commitment. And I had very little of an idea of where that journey would take me after making that decision. Well, it, it seems like if you, when you're done with gymnastics, it seems like you're in the right place now to pursue the acting if you want to go back on that. So, um, you know, keep that in mind. You know, I, I we talk about athletes, you know, growing up and we talked about your mom, but I heard there, there, there's another guy, Calais Campbell. You heard of him? Is he? Yeah. I heard I heard he's pretty athletic. Yeah, I think I've heard of him. Yeah, he is my uncle. And he's currently playing for the Baltimore Ravens. And yeah, he's pretty good. I got to say, I'm super proud of him and all his hard work that he's done and all he's accomplished in his career. Do you, do you ever talk smack to him and you're like, you know, I do a lot of stuff that you can't possibly do. I am way more, I'm way more athletic than you. I feel like that should be a statement that you directly say to him. I really believe that that you are more th more athletic than him. I truly believe. Oh. <laughs> um no no smack talking actually. He's very encouraging in my career and he's you know always checking. He checks up on me here and there. He's very busy. Um so he'll check in on me and ask me how I'm doing and how's gymnastics. I mean, I'm honestly not the like I don't watch a lot of football and he doesn't watch a lot of gymnastics. So Well well Daniel, you know. I'll tell you this. He's a Walter Payton man of the uh year award winner. So he doesn't really come off as a trash talker. It seems like he'd be more the inspirational side. Yes, he is, um, for sure. You never know. I mean <laughs> you strap on that helmet, you 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 get on the gymnastics, you know, you get in there, you you start getting in your your space and those switches start flipping and like you could be a different person when 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 the lights come on so um but it's it's good to hear like you know he's everything that we read about you're everything we read about so it's, it's nice to, to hear you say that 
Um, but as far as, you know, inspiration and motivation outside of the house, outside of family, um, was there any athlete in particular growing up that you were like, I want to pull those characteristics from that person, or I want to be like that person? Um, yeah, and I think that throughout the years, it's kind of been like different people. Um, I would say that my first inspiration, or at least the first one that I can like really remember would be between Dominique Dawes and Gabby Douglas. Um, as a black gymnast, I really looked up to them. Growing up in the sport, you didn't see a lot of black gymnasts around you. So to see someone like Dominique Dawes and Gabby Douglas who won the Olympics, like it was very encouraging for me that I can do this sport. And the reason why it was kind of discouraging just for, you know, full context is that a lot of the times black gymnasts don't have the quote unquote body type um, to be a gymnast. I'm a five foot seven gymnast and, you know, typically gymnasts are shorter than that. Um, so I was told a lot that I was too tall or um, I didn't have the right body shape or stuff like that. So, but just simply seeing, um, like I said, Gabby does is winning and looking back at Dominique Dawes and um, how she's a three-time Olympian, it's just, amazing and very inspiring for my journey in uh, beginning stages I'm, I'm curious you know obviously it's it's good to be able to see yourself in the people that you want to portray on tv especially athletes growing up and you know when you finally see a Dominique Dawes, you finally see a Gabby Douglas, you finally see Simone Biles having breakthroughs what does that mean as a, as, a, as a Black athlete to be able to see that and witness that? And you're like, does it give you hope that, like, I can do that? I can, you know, continue this trend? You know, what, what does that really mean to you? Yeah, and I think that seeing Simone Biles, um, who has break, broken so many barriers in the sport, um, probably the best gymnast ever, I would say. Um, that is truly amazing. And I think that how I see that is I am Shay Campbell and I'm not Simone Biles, but I'm also a black gymnast who kind of has their own story and wants to hopefully inspire the next generation with my path. Um, and I think that my barrier was being a black gymnast and also being a tall gymnast. Those two do not go hand in hand. And I would say that, yeah, I, I look up to Dominique Dawes, Gabby Douglas, Simone Biles, because they're breaking their own barriers in different ways, and I want to find my path and how I'm going to inspire generations to come. You know, it's one of those things I never thought about, Shay, because I've met the LSU gymnasts, and I didn't really consider that none of them were probably close to 5'7". So when you said that, you know, it, it was one of those things I guess I just didn't really think about. So I guess that is pretty tall, obviously. I mean, are, do you see many other girls that are that height within the sport nowadays or as, as more people, you know, are breaking barriers? Um, Actually, I will say that being on the UCLA team, yes, that is something that is not, like, completely 
unnatural, I guess. Um, there are taller people on the team, on my, on my team at least. Um, but I would say like, just from point A to point Z in my career, um, it was very rare to see people of the same height. And I also kind of had a growth spurt like fairly early uh, where I would be towering over people and I was maybe like 12 years old. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, obviously those things kind of get in your head and you're thinking, can I even do the sport? Um, I was an elite gymnast for a little bit and they have certain settings that are spe specifically for um, smaller gymnasts. So it didn't really work out for me. Um, so yeah, you just feel a little bit out of place for sure. So when, when we talk about gymnastics, when did you start doing gymnastics? Obviously you said at 12 is when you started hitting a growth sport growth spurt and you realize well I'm maybe taller than most for this sport but you know going back obviously you probably started gymnastics before then you know what age were you when you started uh yeah I was kind of what people might consider a late bloomer I started around the age of six um a lot of people start at like three or you know for that age i think kaya said too <laughs> yeah people started like seriously it's like when they can first walk honestly so like i said i did you know kind of other things before i fully committed to gymnastics so people might consider that to be a late a late bloomer but yeah i started around the age of six yeah it's crazy because you know my daughter has been doing gymnastics for two years she's four mm. so she started when she was two and really it started because she began to jump off of things. And I said, you know, if I want her to be able to fall and fall gracefully and learn how to manipulate her body, I'm going to have to do something very quickly. Um, so gymnastics taught her some of those things. And the skills are very, very, like, very basic things. Like, it's not until now where I realized, like, what they were doing when she was two were basic things that are leading up to where they're at now, which are more basic things that will lead them up to the next phase. Um, yeah. But, but you're right. Like it is like, I see more and more little kids in there every single day, every week that we go, it's like new kids, new faces, and they all look younger and younger. Um, Absolutely probably because I'm getting older and older. So like, <laughs> um, yeah. but what, explain the process. So when you, when you go to gymnastics as a kid, are you a, a part of a team? Are you a part of a club and how do you advance? And like, how do you get to the point where you start competing for that club or that team or that gym? Um. Sure. And I would just like to add that I basically started doing gymnastics the same way of like, you know, flipping off of things. <laughs> and my, my mom's like, um, we need to find something because it was getting a little dangerous. Um, but um, from what I can remember, I kind of started off doing like just, you know, those little, like, I don't know what you call them pre-k classes I don't know there you just kind of are there and you're having fun 
there's basically just like a teacher just kind of teaching you how to do a backhand spring and they have drills for you. Um, I think it was called like Little Gym in Texas. And I think it was like a level three team. And they just, you just kind of like try out and they see if, you know, they're, if you're someone that they can work with. Um, and if they consider you someone that you are, um, that you can work, that they can work with you, then you are put on a team. So, yeah. All right, so just just to backtrack, we had some some audio things go through. We kind of cut out, but um, as a kid, you start and you're learning basic fundamentals. You're you're at you know the kids' gym or the my gym or what whatever you know it was, but you're learning specific skills. You're learning drills for those specific skills, and you kind of progress. At what point do they say, "All right, Shay, you can move from this level"? to the next level are there check marks that are or like certain skills that you have to be able to do or is it just based on the coach saying you're ready um i think that back then when i started i think it's a little different these days but back then i remember there being um something called achievement and placement and achievement is basically you're just doing it and you're just getting medals just because you participated and then placement was like the real deal and you're actually competing to get first second third um from what i can remember it was the coaches who kind of just assessed you and decided if you were you know good enough to go up to those next levels um it's also like a safety thing as well like you got to make sure that your basics are good enough so that you don't get hurt progressing through you know the future levels yeah i mean i i i can appreciate that because i think for me like i would want i i need the coach and i got to put a lot of trust in the coach to tell me that my daughter's ready because like as a father like i intrinsically feel like i just want her just to keep going and keep doing and just you know, but at some point you got to master the basics because it is safety. And I mean, it's so much of what you do builds off of itself onto other skills and more complex skills. So, yeah. you know, with that, obviously you built a, a this arsenal of, of skills and you built built them to be more complex. But at what point do you start looking around and go, I'm pretty good like i might can like use this to move further oh i think i was somewhat a of a stubborn child um when it came to the sport i thought that i was better than i actually was um honestly i didn't score wise i didn't actually start doing quote unquote, well, until I did a second year of level nine. Um, so it kind of took me a while. I always, I'm a very like confident person. And it's one of those things where I kind of knew that I had the potential. I just needed the right coaches and the coaches that were willing to work with me in order to get to where I needed to be. And 
I kind of found that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, I would say that like level, honestly, my sec second year level nine is when I started doing like well in competitions. I think you got to have confidence though in your sport. I Like, I mean, you can't be scared. You got to be confident. Yeah, for sure. And I had a lot of that. Probably could have shared a little bit <laughs> with some other people. <laughs> I mean, you, when when I read the accolades, I mean, you're a member of the junior Olympic team. You win Texas State Championships on vault in 2015, 2018, and 2019. Um, U.S. Junior Vault Champion in 2016. You got floor titles. You got all arounds. I mean, that is success. I mean, no matter how you want to lay it out, confidence aside, that is super success on a high level um but of those what what's your most memorable which one are you the most proud about um prior to going to college and doing it um wow um i think that there's a lot and a lot of like proud moments are kind of behind the scenes that people don't see um and I guess that would kind of lead to the 2016 U.S. Vault Champion um, Championships because um, that was when I was doing elite and it was very hard and I had to a lot of mental training and physical training and it was a very long um, season and I remember thinking that like, I was like, is it even worth it? Can I actually do this? Maybe I should just quit. Um, and I kept going and I ended up winning that um, title, which was definitely a very memorable experience for me um, just because of all the work that went behind it. And I feel like obviously people will see what you achieve when you're competing, but a lot of, people don't really because they you know they're not there don't realize all the work that goes behind it um, and it it truly is a lot and it, it you have to be mentally and physically strong in order to get through it yeah it's uh, you know people don't they look at the the after effect of all of the really the journey mm -hmm. because you as an athlete especially in a sport that's individual but it's team-based too but for the most part like you when when you're competing and things like this it's you versus you and it's you showing up to practice you getting out of bed wanting to go to practice on saturdays sundays whatever the case may be you know falling getting down not feeling a hundred percent like I can only imagine how mentally draining it can be as well as physically, but I can see what you're saying when you say, you know, it's the things outside of the actual thing that you accomplish. It's the journey. So mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's amazing to hear you say that because I think all athletes can really take a step back and, and try to have that same mentality and, you know, appreciate and enjoy the journey because it, it's hard. It, it's well, something. Daniel, to, I think it speaks to the mental health thing that has become more of a popular thing as people are understanding what athletes 
really go through and the stress and the pressures of being able to compete at such a high level. And then, like you said, it's constant, constant, constant grinding and practice. And I think people just, if they don't compete at that level, they don't really understand what these athletes are, are going through. Yeah. And you, you know, we, Shay, we talk about this all the time and, you know, social media can be your biggest friend or your biggest enemy however you want it to pull you um i think social media does a great job with certain things but i think if you let it it can tear you down pretty quickly um you know outside of that obviously the accolades the the journey that we talked about the hard work you put in obviously you start getting noticed um you know were there any other schools outside of ucla that wanted you to come you know do gym for them or was it always them and only them i mean I, i'm trying to picture it in texas like how do you end up on the west coast um i would first off say that texas or at least it used to be was a big hub for the sport of gymnastics um there was a lot of recruiting that would come out of gymnastics uh, come out of texas whenever it came to um, gymnastics and I would say I was sought out by multiple colleges but from the age of eight years old I dreamed of coming to UCLA and I it was basically the only college that I pursued um, and by pursue I mean when they would, when UCLA sent me a letter, it was like the only letter that I like responded to. And um, I went to a camp at UCLA the same year, 2016, the same year I won vault, um, the vault title. And it was, I had, it was one of those things where I kind of just knew that it was going to be a place for me. And I was very inspired by their 2010 national win um and i just loved their energy and um their just the light that they had and i just felt like that was that place was for me yeah absolutely. all all in all in on one school like that's that's risky i think it's confident i mean yeah. you said it you said it yourself like you you weren't shy when it came to confidence and, and, and probably because you were good and you deserved like to have a little bit of confidence, but also in gymnastics with spotlights on you, you gotta be confident. A lack of confidence can, can hurt you to be honest. It really can. Yeah, for sure. Well, well that, and she said she's an outdoor person. So California makes sense. And then, you know, I read the, the profile sheet. She, she also wanted it for academics. So, I mean, this was a well thought out plan clearly. <laughs> yes. From the age of eight years old, I had it all figured out. <laughs> I do want to, I do want to ask one more thing before we get into UCLA, because I, I started thinking about when you said behind the scenes, in the moments of, of winning those titles. And I thought about just your, your mom and, and raising you as a single mom and, and how she inspired you. Um, you know, what was that moment like when you won and you first got to see her? Like, was, was it just this never ending hug? Was there tears? Was it just, I mean, I gotta know. 
Um, I think I just remember having like the biggest grin on her face, and she has this video. She video recorded. Uh, she taped the moment that they called me up on the podium, and uh, her just outburst of just joy and yeah she gave me a hug and it was just a really special moment um like I said oh she is just one amazing human being and we have basically been doing this together um so my accomplishments I share that joy with her Absolutely. And that's why I wanted to ask, because, you know, it just changed the whole scenario when it, you bring it in. And and yeah, and like you said, y'all did it all together. So I love it. And I had to ask about that. But, you know, you talk about UCLA was the plan. But even with it being the plan, you know, it is going to college. It is going from Texas to California. When you get there, are you nervous at all or are you just straight up excited? Um. Well, the good thing is, I will also say that part of me, the process of picking a college was where I had family and I have family in California. So I can't say that I was like super nervous. Obviously I came in in a COVID year. Um, so it was very different. And I remember moving into the dorms and I basically had to do it all by myself. They weren't allowing um, anyone to come in due to the protocols in California. and. So it was just a very like weird kind of transition. Um, I was kind of more so excited than scared, honestly. I mean, it's kind of a moment, obviously I've been looking forward to it forever. And even in a COVID year, I was going to make the most out of it. Yeah. So with it being a COVID year, you know, and being that you did pick academics as the reason for going there. So obviously you care about your schooling. And I'm going to have to assume that you were doing classes online. Was that, I mean, was that a big bummer for you not being able to get that, you know, real college experience right out the gate that you were looking forward to? Uh, well, of course. Um, it was definitely something that I was disappointed about because I've been on recruiting trips and I've been able to see what it was like when everyone's on campus and you're getting to meet new people. And when I came in, it was basically a ghost town. Um, it was basically only athletes allowed on campus. Mm -hmm. So um, that aspect of it and also the academic side. Um, luckily, I've had experience with online schooling, so it wasn't like hard to do. But, you know, I spent a lot of my time in my dorm um, outside of having to go to practice. It was basically the dorm and practice and, you know. I would say that my fellow classmates um, helped a lot with it. We became really, really close. And I think that it would have been harder to get through it without them. Yeah, no doubt. So I'm ready to get into it because, you know, <laughs> I found out about you through SportsCenter and and it was your routine, you know, um, we titled this episode Desert Goddess and I saw the routine <laughs> against Utah and um, before we get into the routine itself, did you ever expect to see yourself on Sports Center? I uh, can't say that I predicted that one. No. <laughs> so it was a great feeling, none, nonetheless, huh? No doubt. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> to say the least, no doubt. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, what was the inspiration? Because when you watch that routine and you see the passion that you have into it, and then, like I said, watching the teammates sit or they're doing it with you, and then I'm hearing the commentators just talk about it. Um, you know, talk to us about what inspired that routine. Um, yeah, so that routine, first off, I am a big fan of dance. I love it. It's something that another passion that I have. Um, which kind of goes along with gymnastics, but um, it was something that my choreographer BJ Dawes kind of picked up on that I was um, kind of, you know, a groovy dancer. I like to dance and I kind of, I was new. I really didn't know like what I wanted to do for my first college routine. So I kind of relied heavily on um, my choreographer to do that. And she basically like, picked out the music, picked out a few beats, showed me. And I was like, yeah, sounds great. I can get down to that. Um, and uh, when it came down to the actual choreo of it, it was kind of just like a session of back and forth. Like, I think, you know, I like, I like this move. Also my um, fellow classmates, Frida and Sarah, Julius, they came in with me and they kind of were helping out with the chore choreography. So it was kind of a collective group thing. And I don't know, I think we were just kind of like inspired by each other, um, just kind of, you know, dancing it out, getting moves together. Um, and the very first move I did in, my, in that routine kind of felt very royal. So we knew it was gonna be some kind of like goddess thing. Mm -hmm. um the desert part you'll be kind of just threw that in there I think it's kind mm -hmm. of inspired by a Beyonce music video because you know who's more royal than Beyonce so <laughs> that's kind of how that came about around the world. yeah <laughs> around the world. exactly yeah <laughs> but but it's you know like I said I've watched a lot of floor routines by a lot of gymnasts like I don't know it's the passion in which you do it with and and maybe it goes along with the whole goddess concept like I don't know. It, I, I was I was feeling it when I saw it on Sports Center, and so then I started to pay more attention, and yeah, and so then I got to see you again on ESPN. Um, you know, they highlighted the Black Excellence Meet against Oregon State, and you know, you were hitting on earlier talking about the athletes that came before you. You talked about it at UCLA. Um, just talk to us about that meet and being able to to do the Black Excellence and make a statement, um, because that's obviously um, bigger than gymnastics. So just talk to us about that whole thing and what it meant to you. Um, yeah, so kind of like the first, well, we kind of, the UCLA gymnastics team, since we kind of had a late start that year, uh, we were meeting over Zoom. And the first time that I was kind of integrated with the team, we were talking about social injustice and in the height of what happened to George Floyd, um, we spent time reading, watching documentaries, um, kind of just educating ourselves on black history. And so basically like that whole, process led to the Black Excellence Meet and myself and my fellow Black um, athletes um, on the gymnastics team helped create the Leo that we wore for that meet. And 
for that meet, I felt very inspired um, on floor. Everyone on the floor lineup raised a fist. And that was something that was so powerful because it just showed unity. Um, and that just like touched my heart like no other. And it just was kind of like a celebration of Black history and Black lives. We didn't want it to be something that was, you know, a Debbie Downer. We wanted it to just be a celebration. And just to do it with Marzetta and Sakai and Nia, all of people who I've looked up to as, you know, a fan of UCLA gymnastics myself coming in and having my teammates by my side supporting that cause was truly something that was amazing and touching and all the fields um that was a very great day yeah it was very encouraging to see and it means more to me now than it did then because um I'm not going to mention any specific games I'm not going to mention any specific schools but uh being that we've had a lot of female athletes on here um I've went and watched them no different than I'm going down to Baton Rouge this weekend and I've been at two different sporting events where I've watched um you know blatant racism towards female athletes from the crowd and so you know my daughter was with me for both of them she's 15 she's a star soccer athlete and we we had discussions about it and you know we said that is why these statements are being made you just got to witness it firsthand and you see that it's real it's it's not just you know this fictitious story that people are using for a storyline it's happening and it's happening right there in front of you and so after that, which came after y'all did that, you know, it had even more meaning to me because I got to witness it firsthand. And, and it's just like, you know, wow, the more statements like this need to be made because this is something that just isn't going away. And it's going to continue until people stand up and they speak out. And so shout out to you and your teammates for doing that. Um, it was amazing to see, amazing to watch. And um, I look forward to continuing to see big things, um, you know, from black athletes as they continue to push the movement and, um, and get equality within sports. Um, but, you know, outside of that, you know, we've been talking about accolades with you, you know, it seems to be a common theme with, you know, Pac-12 freshman of the year, Pac-12 first team honors, you know, there's always room for improvement, you know, no doubt. Any athlete will tell you there's room for improvement, but did that meet your expectations for your freshman year? <laughs> Um, man, I definitely wanted to do well. <laughs> I definitely wanted to do well. Did I expect to be freshman of the year and have the season that I had? Um, I can't say that, but I'm definitely happy that that happened. And I literally was so inspired by just being around the best gymnasts, like, I was, I looked up to these people and I just wanted to prove myself on the team and like why I'm here. And, you know, I'm coming in as a level 10 and I'm with national team members and, you know, Olympians and I'm coming into kind of like a big, you know, you know, what's a word, but I'm coming into a big like atmosphere. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, so I just wanted to, you know, prove myself and prove like why I'm here and I would say that like being in a team environment I know we kind of said that 
Um, gymnastics was mostly individual, um, but in college it is a mostly team. And I was so excited to just be a part of a team that it just made me want to do even better than I even thought I could do. And it turned out to be a pretty great year. So, yeah. Yeah. And for all accounts, you were a part of two teams because one of the coolest things I saw was you go down with our girls from LSU <laughs> and they learned your routine. And I mean, just, oh, I love the camaraderie <laughs> of gymnasts and women and just the, watching that whole thing was special. So talk to us about that. For those who don't know, you know, explain why you were with LSU and how that all came about. Um, so, yeah, at the we have a regional finals and whoever qualifies as a team from regional finals go to nationals. Um, unfortunately, my team did not qualify as a team. However, myself, Nia and Marzetta all qualified individually um, for different events and I qualified as an all-arounder. Um, since we were individuals, we were assigned to um, teams who made it to nationals and I was lucky enough to be assigned to LSU. And I was excited to be with them as I am friends with Kaya Johnson and Haley Bryant. Um, so I was happy that I at least had some familiar like faces to kind of be a part of, but I remember uh, <laughs> Haley sent me a Snapchat of <laughs> some of the girls learning the floor routine and they had like my Pac-12 performance on a laptop and they were like studying it and trying to like do the dance. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so sweet. And she's like, yeah, we're gonna learn it so that you, got, you have that like team um, environment with you on the floor. And <laughs> I just thought that that was so amazing. <laughs> What what if they like? What if they sent you that and they were struggling with it? Would you have been like, eh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's I, a good that's a good try. <laughs> I mean, they they knocked it out of the park. I mean, like, it was like verbatim, you know, step for step, what you're doing. <laughs> I would have appreciated the effort either way. I mean, no team has to do that for an individual coming in. They went above and beyond to do that for me so I would not have been picky of how it looked it it didn't it wouldn't have mattered to me <laughs> yeah the the character of those women and that's why I'm you know I've become good friends with Kaya and I messaged her and I said look you know we want to continue to talk to gymnasts you know obviously Daniel told you his daughter's into it I've gotten into it the, the my respect for the sport um you know that's why he was making the comments about um, you versus Calais because while we were both football players being Daniel we see gymnasts and we see things that are just out of this world we can't do so we're like I don't know we might we might give her the edge and so you know I tell Kai I was like I gotta get another gymnast and I said I seen you and Shay I was like our friends I was like I need you to help me get her on and she's like I got you and so <laughs> that, that's my girl I love her I can't wait to see her this weekend um phenomenal character those girls down at LSU and uh, I'm sure your teammates at UCLA uh, are the same way and so I, I just love the camaraderie of of gymnastics but um you know getting into this year um you know UCLA program is getting attention for the wrong reasons um you know how do you as an individual and how do y'all as a team, especially, you know, with a team like Utah on deck, put all the controversy, put all the negative attention away and focus on the goal at hand? Um, yeah, I would say that that's definitely something that 
has been hard and can't necessarily be ignored. However, my team is very excited for the upcoming um, challenge against Utah. It's something that we always look forward to every year. And I know that my team and myself are going to put all our effort into improving on little details and fixing things that we need to fix in order to compete at our very best against Utah. And I know that we're, we're looking forward to it um, for sure. And yeah, I think we're kind of in a, well, I'll say that I'm kind of in a place where I am doing better mentally. And I think that will help me kind of moving forward and going up against Utah. Yeah, I mean, we're not, our podcast is built upon building people up, telling their story and inspiration. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I don't, um, we don't try to sell on controversy, so we don't want to dig too deep. But like, is it something I know, like you said, you can't just easily move past it. But like, I mean, are y'all getting there as a team? Is it is it is it coming around? Um, you know, for anybody who's listening and wants to understand what I'm talking about, like I said, it's not my job to tell the story. But, you know, I've read the articles I've seen. That's why I sent you a text this week and, you know, told you I'm sorry that y'all are going through that. But like, I mean, are, are y'all going to make it past it? Are you, are you making strides towards it? Um. Yes, I will say that we are still talking about it. It's not something that we're just going to let go. We do have, we're still having conversations. We, there's just a lot that we still need to just kind of fix and see where we went wrong. But um, I think that it is something that we will get through. It's not something that not any party wants to be stuck in mm-hmm. a whole um so it's something that we will get through and I know that I've had many conversations with people and I think that we will get through it I know that you know there there'll be one day where I probably will share my experience um I just at this time I'm kind of in like a healing place and I just want to kind well, of and, have fun and that's why I didn't ask you about it because you know mm-hmm. um through all the articles through the audio that I've listened to there's been a lot of you know people have been vocal and I noticed that you haven't been one and I and that's why I'm not going to ask you to step out there like I said and that's not what we try to do here we're here to you know mm-hmm. tell your inspirational story and so um you know I appreciate you know you being open and just you know telling us that you're not there yet but you're getting there and um we got your back. And if you ever need anything from us to, to help, you know, promote towards uh, the things that you are trying to achieve, we're, we're here for you. But, you know, like we said, we got Utah on deck and Utah's ranked number three. Um, you intimidated at all? Or are you ready for this? As I've said, I'm a very confident person. Um, I'm confident in myself and I'm confident in my team. I know that we know how to rise to challenges and I Intimidation is not in my vocabulary. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to compete and go against the Red Rocks. Plus, they're coming. They're coming in your house. They go exactly. You it's house. our house. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so I'm excited. Um, it's on ESPN two for any of those who care on Friday night. Um, 
uh, it's hard for me to say the time because you're on the West Coast. We're, we're, I'm Central, <laughs> Daniel's East Coast. But Friday night, ESPN2, find it. It's going to be on there, UCLA versus Utah. Um, yeah. Watch Shea go out there and kill it. I, I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. I, You know, you talk about that confidence. I hope you go out there with that confidence. I hope you absolutely kill it. I hope you all take them down. And then and we can say, <laughs> hey, we had her on the show. And then look at her. She's out there on Sports Center again. <laughs> um but you know um as far as UCLA you know you you we talk about Utah we talk about that but you know y'all had y'all had a couple of matches where it didn't meet expectations and everything but you're still ranked 22 um I mean national championship you know it's the last question I got for you I mean it's definitely still a, an expectation of this team that we're that y'all really feel like y'all could meet I, I assume Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, it's definitely an expectation. Um, I think one of the things that we talk about a lot is uh, amongst the girls is kind of the Bruin legacy and what kind of legacy that we want to be a part of. And we had a little, you know, we had a few bumps um, in the road and that kind of did shake us up a little bit. But a lot of the talk that we've been having um, the past couple of weeks have been about what, okay, guys, we said this early preseason, what is, what legacy do we want to be a part of? And I think that that's what we're kind of getting back on track. And it's a, it's a long season. Um, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, so I think that, I mean, we are improving every meet. And I think that by the end of season, we'll definitely be in a better spot. Um, but definitely don't count the Bruins out yet just yet we're definitely on the right track look Shay I um I've seen Utah and I'm gonna be honest there ain't nothing there ain't nothing to be intimidated about <laughs> nothing <laughs> e even last year they could throw everything they did last year they got lucky <laughs> lucky Oh, no, I, I, I don't I don't want to discredit the hard work. They did they did have a good season last year, but but mm. on the surface, you guys are just as good as they are, if not better. Um I'm looking forward to being able to watch you guys, you know, compete with them. Um, you know, I'll I'll before we move into a game, I'll leave you with this and, and it, it's just kind of gonna hit home everything that you're saying is you know, I, I was talking with my my guys at work today about a teamwork. And I said, you know, the measure of a team is it's not it's not on when things are going good. It's when things start to unravel. Do you continue to let it unravel or do you rally? And really, that's the measure of a team. So I think you guys are in a spot where you're ready to rally. You're ready to get back on track. You're ready to have Utah come in and really, you know, know what's up because they're they not just coming anywhere they're not just going up to byu they're not going you know down the road to nevada they're coming to the house <laughs> la so they better be ready but shay um that's right that's right um with that let's let's move into a, a quick little game called this or that that we play with everybody um you down to play Yes, of course. It's, it's, it's very simple. It's very easy. It's, if it wasn't easy, I wouldn't be able to operate it. So it's, it's well, that easy. Is it easy for an indecisive person? Because that can be me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 
is, is very so the, the rules are very simple i give you two options you just got to pick one that's it just pick one well, i have to decide okay but okay. you can't say you can't say you can't say neither and you can't say both oh okay 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 <laughs> all right softball question out first would you rather be in texas or california california oh sure like i'm a, I'm a <laughs> I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, but I think the West Coast is the best coast. Yeah, as it should be. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> we, we've asked this question. Like, all right, so just to give you some backstory on this game, for four seasons we've been playing this or that with every single guest. And every season I kind of revamp the questions and I throw new questions in there to kind of just gauge interest. So this next question I threw out there thinking it was going to be just a, a dumb question and it has really become on social media this this phenomenon. It's a popular question. So first part of it is, is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes or no? Oh, yeah, sure. Yes. Okay. Is, <laughs> a, is a hamburger a sandwich? Yes or no? Yes. So I'm I'm so confused because people have given every answer from A to Z, and I don't know. Like I know what I believe, but more people that tell me that they don't agree with me, it's kind of got me thinking. Like maybe I'm not right. Well, she agreed with me, so I, I feel yeah. good about this. I think if it's between two pieces of bread, uh, bun or right. bread, a sandwich, it's it's you know. It's a, it's a sandwich. I mean, I could give you a more political answer where a hot dog is a hot dog and a hamburger is a hamburger. Look, my, my, my <laughs> wife, very says, a hot, my wife yeah. says a hot dog is a piece of processed meat and it's not good, period. That's what she said, so it doesn't matter. I don't know. July, mean, yeah. July 4th, them dogs be, they be good. <laughs> very true. All right, would you, would you rather never wait in a line again or never have a red light never wait in a line no lines ever again you're you going into going into athletic events going into concerts going to chick-fil-a no line walking right on through hmm. or i think as you're driving la traffic it can be bad like no red lights i i can wait in the line i think the la traffic thing is much worse oh man it's game changing I, where she lives. I'd go no red lights also. I, I believe it. I believe it. I can respect that. I, I, I had a feeling that was going to be the answer. Would you rather somebody be funny or smart? <laughs> uh, Let, all right. Let's say this. Let, let's, let's throw the hypothetical out there. You got the person that you're the most interested in and that they could be the one. Would you rather that person be funny or would you rather that person be smart? Oh, man. And, and they can't be both. They're either going to be real funny and make you laugh, but dumb, or they're going to be really, really smart, but they, they ain't got a joke to save their life. I think with my personality, I got to go with funny. I think, yeah. She says she's smart enough to carry them both. <laughs> I mean, hey. I think I'm smart and funny, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. I think I think really she's gonna go back on them acting skills and just act like she really <laughs> likes them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, 
What do you like doing more? Cooking or writing? Oh, man. Because I think writing, I actually, I write a lot. Like I, like I said, like the whole acting thing, I'm not necessarily wanting to be in front of the camera, but I am very interested with like behind the scenes stuff. So like I kind of practice writing scripts a lot. So I'm going to have to do that. What about crafting? Are you a, a craft? crafter do you you got some hobbies you like the hobby lobby i feel like <laughs> i used to but i don't really have time to do that anymore so but i do appreciate it i do like it you, you really dismiss the whole cooking part of that question like are you can you cook i can i and i do like to cook but you said that i can only pick one or the other so i so, yeah. <laughs> I got a question. You know, being that you are on strict routines, do you like meal prep? Do I like meal prep? Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have a strong preference one way or the well, other. Well, when we, when we talk to a lot of these female athletes from all different sports, that a lot of them got meal prep down. Like, they go through a strict routine. So, I didn't know if you had that going on, too. Yeah, I do. I do. I, don't, I just don't have – yeah, sure. It's one of those things where you just you just kind of have to do. So it's just kind of a routine thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. So it, if we're having if we're having a barbecue, everybody's invited to the barbecue. What, what you cooking? What you bringing? Ooh, Better not barbecue. say no hot dog either. <laughs> okay. I'm from Texas. Barbecue is a big oh. deal there. Oh, we, we, we. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to agree to disagree. Right? We're from Memphis, where barbecue's king. No. Um, okay, well, and to be fair, I've never been to Memphis, so I can't really say one or the other is better. But um, well, you got to come You got to come visit like Kai and Lana did. I took them out for barbecue. Okay. Okay. Let, okay, let's make it happen then. There you go. Um, I don't know. I, I like ribs, so probably ribs. Mm. Yeah. All right. Next two questions are questions that we've now become the most popular questions that we ask. Um, this one was one that I threw out there in see at the end of season three and it took off. Like everybody loves this question. So I hope you do too. What would you rather do? Would you rather spend 10 years in a coma or five years in jail? Oh, I know, right? That's that's a, that's a ridiculous question. And you can't say neither. Just remember that you got to take one. Oh. oh, see, because being in a coma, you're not like you don't know. But then, ten years of your life is just like gone, and then like being in jail—that's not it either. Like you're aware and you're in jail. That's not cool. You got you um, got two guys with two different answers. He's the coma guy. I'm the jail guy. He wants to nap. Oh. I'm, I want to be done in five years and go ahead and move on. Uh, no, no. Yeah, I I got oh coma. I I don't know coma. Yeah, that's sure. see see that's that's the only answer. And and <laughs> no, Daniel, here's... I'll explain. No, I'll explain why, Daniel, because Calais is going to make sure she's taken care of. All right, she's going to have protection. <laughs> it's going to be the smoothest five years ever. Not a chance. Smooth, uh... <laughs> smooth, smooth time in jail don't go together. Look, 
Shay, let me, yeah. I, I tell every guest this when I ask this question is I tell them, look, in the, the 37 years that I've been alive, I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at. And I know for a fact that I'm not good <laughs> at jail. I've never yeah. even been and I know that I'm not yeah. good at So <laughs> exactly. what I do know that I'm good at is sleeping and napping. So give me 10 <laughs> years with the nap. I'll wake up and figure it out. I ain't going to jail. Just not. Yeah. <laughs> I also ain't... just don't. Yeah. I'm not a fan of jumps, like the orange jumpsuit thing. No. Like, <laughs> We've never heard I that can't... one though. <laughs> yeah. I can't do that. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> All right. La last question. All right. Okay. Money or friends? And let, oh. let me, let me, let me set this up. What's, what's your dream job? Uh, a producer for movies. All right, so here, here's here's the scenario. You can have that the the producer job that you that you covet so highly. You can get all the bag, the the whole bag, all of it, every little dollar that can go in that bag. They they're throwing it at you, but the only one caveat is all the friends that you have, you can't associate with them anymore. Or would you say, nah, I'm good. I'll keep my friends and not take any money. Yeah, that's an easy one for me. I'd much rather have friends than money. Because with yeah. money comes a lot of greed. And I'm a, I'm a person where I, I, your friends are the people who make you a better person. And I'd much rather be a good person than someone that people don't want to be associated with. I, I can respect that. <laughs> <laughs> but I can also respectfully disagree with that. Uh, no, I, I'm I'm a I'm a friends person, but like, I feel like at some point you could be like, I'm good, y'all. Peace out. I'll go buy some new friends. I think it's no. always easier to say though when we we put the hypotheticals in front of us. Like Daniel, even me and you, we say there's no way we would trade each other, but we've never had the offer. I never said that. <laughs> yes, you did. You said you wouldn't trade me. <laughs> But we haven't had the real offer. She hasn't had the offer. You know, it's easy to say when it's not there. I know. I'm telling you, it's like yeah, if I could, if I could, if I could touch that money, it might. For her, though, I don't think it would even be about the money. I think the the job, because being able to produce at a high level, that's that's everything. Yeah. Well, I still expect to see it. You know, you're gonna get to keep your friends, and I want to see a, a movie produced by you. Now, now the bar set. I'm gonna need to see you beat Utah first, and then <laughs> and then I'm gonna need to see a movie produced. If you if you don't get both those done, I'm gonna be sad. It's gonna That's, happen. Just like yeah. I knew I was going to UCLA. It's gonna happen. There we go. <laughs> she's, she's confident. She's smart. She's athletic. <laughs> like she got to figure it out. She ain't going to jail. We know that. <laughs> We we're good, we're good, yep. <laughs> and, it's, and and it's it starts this Friday with Utah coming into town. You guys are gonna handle them, no doubt in my mind. Shay, anything you want to plug, promote? Where can we find you? Where can we follow you? Anything? This is your time. What you got? Uh, yeah, my Instagram is shay.jada, and I want to also just say thank you guys so much for having me on here. It's been really fun hanging out with you guys. I definitely want to go to Memphis. Um, 
to test out this barbecue debacle. Yeah, definitely got to get that figured out. And they like to dance here. You come cut up. Oh, yeah. yeah. You should have just started with that. Led with that. Definitely. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely be there. So, um, yeah, definitely tune in for the UCLA versus Utah meet at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Nice. All right, Shay, we wish you the absolute very best. Good luck this weekend. If there's anything that we can do for you along your your journey, please reach out to us. Let us know. And by all means, when it's, uh, you know, towards the end of the season, y'all getting ready to compete for a a championship, we're going to reach out to you. We're going to have you back on. We're going to talk about (laughs) it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That's Shay Campbell, everybody. If you like hearing Shay's story or you just like hearing us average Joe's talk X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, comments, ratings, feedback, it's all welcome. We're going to be back on Wednesday. We're ending season four this Wednesday on a special night with a special guest. We got Ole Miss baseball captain Tim Elko joining us. You don't want to miss it. This has been the In Off the Bench podcast. As always, remember, strong body, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We're out. All right, boys. So you know I've struggled with pain. You know I've struggled with weight loss. You know I've struggled with anxiety. And you know I've struggled with sleep. What if I told you there was a place that could help you with all of these things? True Life Dispensary. Pain relief without narcotics, sleep, weight loss, anxiety relief. You can find this at 117 West Commerce Street in Hernando. Hours, Monday through Friday, 9 to 7, Saturday, 10 to 5. So check them out and get your life turned around.